I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I get in such a rut when it comes to my quiet time. I don't know what scripture to read. I journal on and on about all my random feelings and I get so easily distracted. But what if I told you that there was a resource to make your time with Jesus more powerful and productive? We are so excited to introduce you to our new monthly subscription, The Tent, Encountering Jesus in Your Everyday. Each month, you'll get the resources and encouragement you need to revive your time with the Lord. This will include a monthly focus and challenge, guided prayers, and personalized content that we love. We're so excited to announce that we have an awesome deal for our For The Girl podcast listeners. We are giving you $5 off this monthly subscription, locking you in at only $10 a month. This opportunity won't last forever, so seriously, go sign up today. Head to ForTheGirl.com for more details and to pitch your tent to encounter God in your everyday. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the For The Girl podcast. Mac and Ken's, we're still here. We're still your hosts. <laughs> and we're so excited about today's episode. We have another couple back. Yes, we have an amazing couple. Seriously, one that I personally look up to in so many ways. And same with like hundreds and thousands of other young adults, seriously, all across the country. They're doing big things for God's kingdom. They are a part of the core leadership at Circuit Riders with the Circuit Riders. If you don't know the Circuit Riders, they're basically a ministry that has many platforms to share the name of Jesus all across the country with our specific generation. Young people, they have projects, campaigns, they do a tour, they train leaders, they're just activating believers in countless ways, you guys. They're doing incredible things. I can't wait for you guys to listen to Chandler and Sammy's story just because, number one, they have had a huge kingdom impact as a married couple, which is just so, so cool. It so inspires me. And what's fun about them too is that they live in this circuit rider house in so Huntington cool. Beach yeah. with like 20 other leaders and they basically lead this whole house. So what a life to live. Yeah, um, It's just so cool doing ministry day in and day out. So it is going to be an amazing episode just learning from them. They've been a part of ministry for so long too. So they have so much to share. Before we get into that though... We are going to talk about our mess up this week. It's so good. Okay, so for this week's mess up, remember guys, we have reached out to you guys and had you guys send in embarrassing stories when it comes to dating and relationships. And so this one has to do with driving. Don't you know that it is so, do you ever feel that pressure of like driving in front of a guy? Why is that? Driving? Yeah, like driving a car. Like while they're sitting in the passenger seat? Or like just in general. You know what I mean? Like why is it this thing that like guys are better drivers than girls, but it's actually kind of true, you know? Like and you kind of get insecure about driving in front of them. Okay. Have you ever felt this? No. (laughs) Oh, apparently. Kent is a terrible driver, so you should. You should feel insecure. Maybe I have too much confidence in my driving (laughs) skills. I don't know. Every time I ride in the car with Kent, I have a headache. I could see it, though. Like, if you're driving and a guy's next to you and they're, like, a new boyfriend, it's, like, kind of weird. You, like, can't really, like, position yourself correctly because you have to be, like, driving. And it's just, like, awkward. Okay, well, this story is all about backing up which is hard. Let's just be real. Okay. Okay, I get this You get a little this bit now? more. Yeah. Okay okay, 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 okay. I thought we were just driving down like a straight country road. I'm not like going to no, be insecure. No, no, no. She hasn't okay. heard this yet. Okay, so okay. here we go. We have a story that says, embarrassing boy story. I had just started dating a guy and I was meeting his friends for the first time. At the end of the night, my car was blocked in his driveway because there were about six cars parked behind me. They all moved so I could get out and were sitting at the bottom of the driveway watching so they could pull back in once I left. Okay, mm. that is pretty Sure. So there was a steep driveway and nowhere to turn around. I learned that night that I definitely can't even back my car up in a straight line. With everyone watching, I literally backed my car into his yard and then way correct overcorrected and started driving through the other side of the yard. 
All I had to do was go straight. Uh. Once that embarrassment was over, I was at the bottom of the driveway and my boyfriend and I are looking at each other and laughing. While laughing, I bend over and accidentally lay on my car's horn. His friends <laughs> probably thought I had some serious problems. I drove away without making eye contact with any of them. Oh, no. Okay, I wonder if they're dating there. now. Did I, she say that? She did say my boyfriend. Okay. Oh, no, she just said I just started dating a guy. Okay, okay. Let's stalk her. Oh my, this is, I don't know. I mean, I do understand. That's a lot. That's a lot so, of pressure. One time, this doesn't really have to do with me dating a guy, but one time, were you on this trip where we all went home to my house for Easter and I backed into the rock? Yes. Okay, yeah. So I took a big group of friends home for Easter in college and I was driving my parents car at home and we went to the driving range it was like a 24-hour driving range and we were trying to play a prank on the guys and mm. so the prank was that like we were gonna leave them at the driving range and so we start running away we get in the car and we're backing out and they're like chasing after us and I got so flustered and nervous because I was on driving that I backed my parents car into a giant boulder like literally a no. giant boulder and I had to go home that night at like 2 a.m. and be like, Dad, I, I crashed your car. <laughs> Those are the worst moments, like when everybody's so hype, excited, having so much and fun. Then and then it just like, like crushed. Crushed like so fast. Yeah. Yeah. That's a perfect example. So but I get that girl driving in front of guys, especially backing out, is yes, nerve wracking. Yes. I think my boyfriend is scared of me in the car because I like stare him down him? when he's parallel parking. Yeah. Oh, I'm just like, yeah. I like can't hold my mouth shut. Yeah. I'm like, turn yeah. harder, turn this way, oh, turn that I'm way. I'm such a like, you like yeah. backseat driver when it comes to parallel parking. Yeah. Because you can't help it. It's so, some people are so bad at it. I'm really good at it. Are I'm you? I'm really good at it too. I'm pretty much first try like hundred percent. Yeah. Every time. time. Yeah. yeah. No, every time. And I'm like small spots. I gotta even. say too, I don't even have backup cam. So. Oh shoot! Yeah, that's honestly yeah. like you just got me good because I, I, I have a backup you game. Backup yeah, game. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but girl, we love you. Good yes. job with the backing up. He probably likes you more. It's yeah, like I think cute. That, that you know, it's kind of like a flirt. Wow, are you making a move? Yeah, kind of flirty. Yeah, like kind of flirty. Help me! I can't <laughs> get out. I can't turn. Come in my car. Oh no. my goodness! Oh my goodness! Ah. All right, okay. are we ready? Let's jump into this conversation with Sammy and Chandler. I cannot wait. Hello, you guys. Welcome to the For the Girl podcast. Sammy, how does it feel to be on a girly podcast? <laughs> I, feel, I feel honored. Honored to be on this podcast. Wow. <laughs> yes. Is he the first boy? No, he's not. He's not the first boy, but the, the, one truly, of the few. I'm probably the first man on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well done, well, Sammy. I that. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yes. You, you should. That's, that's a good compliment there. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, you guys, we are so excited. A lot of um, our audience or people that listen to the For the Girl podcast may or may not know about you guys. So we want to share a little bit more in a little bit, but um, we just got connected through ministry. I love what you guys do, of course, with the Circuit Riders and Chandler through Brave Love. I'm excited to introduce Brave Love to our delight audience. They're also like a college women's ministry and just reaching so many women on their college campuses. So we got connected through that and... Um, Honestly, I pray and think about doing ministry more together in the future all the time. So hopefully more to come. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Awesome. Well, and I'm pumped to like, I don't think I've really gotten the chance to hang out with you guys or talk with you guys yet. So I'm excited to know all about you, to know your story. And so that's kind of what we wanted to jump in with is first things first, since you know, you guys actually are our first couple we've ever had on the podcast. So we want to know kind of your story how did you guys meet how you know was it love at first sight like what's the story here what's the whole like Chandler and Sammy dating story yes oh I mean it's a good it's a good story it's our I'm favorite story it is a great okay so I'll start off but for all yeah. the listeners I am in the airport so if you hear other voices it's not me yes. people around uh, me. but okay so real real simple we uh I was on a tour called outcry tour mm -hmm. and um yeah, a friend of mine helps run the tour so i would go up there and share about uh carry the love and our university gathering and so i usually had a certain friend that would go with me and do media but that guy couldn't come another person did but that guy grew up with chandler and mm -hmm. so in all good love stories you need your wingman to come <laughs> in clutch and so 
um, he actually connected Chandler and I. He texted me a picture of her and her picture of me. And obviously, when I saw that picture on the first time, I was just thanking God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just give me, <laughs> give me grace, God, to meet this woman of God. Oh, my God. But no. But then uh, we actually meet in uh, the gathering was in Orlando at UCF. There was about 10,000 mm-hmm. plus in the arena. And how wow. it went was I completely forgot about her coming because I had so many uh, things that I had to get done. And so five minutes before the the event starts and once the event starts, it, uh, it it's done for me. Like I'm completely busy. <laughs> but five minutes before the event starts, I run into another one of my friends who's on my actual tour bus. And he turns around and he goes, hey, guys, you have to meet my friends. And I turn and it's two ladies. And <laughs> and not sad to say, but the reality is I don't remember one of them because I saw Chandler. <laughs> and I was like, thank you, God. Yes. Stop I it. love this. Stop <laughs> it. So it's funny because we always say, we always joke about the very first thing I say to Sammy is like, I turn around and I remember the picture that my friend sent me of Sammy. And the first thing I look at Sammy and I say, I was like, Sammy, I'm supposed to be looking for you. <laughs> and then i'm thinking like girl i've been looking for you my whole life <laughs> literally in my mind but poker face you know i don't want to you know, anything just keep it so chill then, yeah so then not only was i sharing on the stage up for carry love during outcry but i was also helping do some media stuff so what i did was i go how, how i need to talk to chandler as much as i can tonight so i could get her number and so what I did was I had to do a media stuff. I actually used ministry. I was like, hey, why don't you record a video? Because I knew she would uh, have to record at the end. And so by the end of the night, after she did her second recording, you know, usually I get people's email. But obviously uh-huh. for Chandler, I was like, well, if you know, if you give me your number, I'll make sure personally to get this video to you. Yeah, And then um, a few hours later, an hour later or so, um, on our tour bus, she was friends with the people that were on my tour bus and she came back on. And so I just knew I had to shoot my shot, you know? So I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, Chandler, I was like, have you ever thought about doing circuit riders? And have you ever thought about that? She's like, yeah, I thought about it. I was going to. And I, and then I just remember trying to give her like the, the look, look in her eyes for a few seconds. And I go, you should pray he did. about coming out to Huntington <laughs> and doing our first training school. And so, wow, yeah. I know. so bold. So, and what's fun is that, um, even before I met Sammy, I did a week long circuit riders school in the summer. And so literally I was in the circuit riders school and I had the thought, Oh my goodness, there are other people like me. Cause just super similar DNA and loved mm-hmm. circuit riders. And so when I met Sammy and he was telling me, Hey, in three weeks you should move and do circuit riders. I had a couple of motivations. One, there was a cute boy, but two, <laughs> um, just honestly, just the call of God over my life and just the heart piece of circuit riders. And so mm-hmm. from, meeting sammy literally three weeks later i moved across the country and i joined our nonprofit. so it was crazy yeah. three weeks later a few yeah. months later we start dating a few months after that i put a ring on the finger and then a few <laughs> months after that we get married, we so. get married. oh my goodness that wow. is amazing okay so how long have you guys been married for we've been married for two and a half years yeah, yeah two and a half years yep yeah. wow so so cool. So cool. What a God story, honestly, of him just aligning it all. And what I love most, what Mac and I both love most about you guys and getting to watch and hear the fruit of your life is just the impact you guys have had together. And um, that's one thing we just really want to emphasize through this podcast is our listeners getting to hear like the fruit of such a God-centered relationship. Could you guys share with us just a little bit of like what your guys' lives look like together, doing ministry together, and all of those things? Yeah, of course. I think yeah. um, doing ministry together is so fun. You know, it's always, it's so I think for fun. Chandler could obviously speak for seven a second, but yeah. for both of us, we prayed we wanted to do it together. We just feel yeah. like, honestly, that Bible verse of one putting a thousand to flight to 10,000. Mm-hmm. We just feel like that's what our um, call from God is for our marriage. And so I know for myself and same with Chandler is that we really were specific of saying, God, not only bring someone that I'm going to love, but someone I can run with in ministry. And so yeah. I think doing it together, when you trust God and his timing and who he brings in your life, it becomes mm-hmm. the most fun thing, honestly. Like John, I always say, like true. she really is my best friend. So mm-hmm. on this Aww. trip is actually 
it's it's gonna i'm only gone for three days but i'm like man i need to get back asap because true with me. so even though it, it's fun to think like it's true when you, when you truly marry your best friend you get to uh do everything together and it doesn't become work it just becomes yeah dreaming together it's so yeah. true it's so true yeah, it's so much fun being able just to travel the world together and then see eternal impact. Just honestly seeing people go from death to life. And yeah, it's just the biggest gift. And then even so with um, just working together and ministry and because Sammy and I, we get to be leaders within circuit riders. But then um, Sammy kind of has his own lane and projects he works on. And then I have my, you know, brave love gathering all the women on the university. So it's just so sweet that we get to lead together and then kind of have our own lanes at the same time. Yeah, Yeah, that's so cool. And I love y'all's story because I think a lot of the girls listening to this podcast right now have probably all dreamed and like imagined meeting like their future someone out, you know, doing ministry at church or like, you know, in some sort of capacity like that. And so I think it'd be super cool just from y'all's perspective to know like, you know, you you've kind of had that story and you're, you're living it out. You're doing ministry together now. And what are like some of the amazing parts of that? And then maybe also just for like clarity and like reality purposes, what are like some of the the challenges behind that too? Yeah. 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 I would start with the, some of my favorite things again. It's just like the fact that I have literally Sammy is like my just my greatest friend. We have so much fun together from doing ministry, but then just, you know, behind scenes getting to be just the biggest buddies. And then for our life, like I've always wanted to do vocational ministry with just my husband. And uh, just to, again, get to travel the world and um, get to see people just come to know Jesus is the sweetest thing. And it's so much fun. So cool. That's like incredible. I can only imagine. <laughs> no, Sammy, what are, yeah. Mm, let's think. I feel like some of the biggest blessings yes. of doing it together is I feel like if, okay, for all them ladies and those two guys <laughs> listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Trying, that's to, right. trying <laughs> to find their wives. <laughs> I feel like sometimes there's like a pressure to find your spouse and like, uh, spiritual setting right a christian setting yeah. um and then sometimes if you go into it like that we have so many friends in our community that like it could be so weird right everything yeah. has to be about ministry but i think it's one of true. the greatest blessings is that yes we're doing ministry together but more than that we're doing life together right yeah. we're, we're gonna have kids together we're gonna have grandkids together you know what i mean we're gonna build a legacy mm-hmm. uh and so i feel like what's so fun what the greatest gift is is that it's not just around like a spiritual thing. It's not just around a ministry context that Jesus goes into every area of our lifestyle. And so Chandler and I both have the same values for that. So even though we have similar strengths and we also have different strengths Mm -hmm. as well, it really complements each other. And so that's what I would say about probably being the greatest gift is just, um, honestly, I feel like we have a ton of fun together. And I think that's part of, I think that's part of just enjoying the journey and not being so serious, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I would say mm. you said some of the hardest parts. Yeah. 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 Man, I would say I'm pretty strong willed and so is Chandler, you know? It's <laughs> uh, so true. Definitely it's the whole thing of like two becoming one is a reality, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I think a lot of people yeah. think, okay, I get married, all my struggles end. But the reality mm-hmm. is, is that if you get married with those struggles and you haven't dealt with them, those just magnify. And so I feel like um, really dealing with the struggles that you have. But I would say for yeah. us, um, I felt like we really dealt with those and continue to deal with it. But our maybe struggles in our marriage is just growing in communication. Yeah, and, totally. And uh, there are some couples that, you know, they say, we never fight. And I always say, I don't believe you. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, um, like we fight we fight like crazy. But yeah, we're pa- I'm yeah. Latino, you know, we're so I'm a passionate, passionate person. I think <laughs> some kind of Latino because, you know, because she's she a little crazy. I'm a little crazy, but it's fun, you know. It. So I think it's like we're both strong-willed. We're independent. Mm-hmm. Got married when I was 28. She was 25. So we had our mm-hmm. life. And so we're learning to, and we still are, walk together, journey together. So it's really fun um, to do that, but it's also frustrating at times. But, you know. <laughs> That's it's amazing. It's the best it. part about it. 
Yeah. What about you, Chandler? Yeah, that I love it. Everything you said, so good. And even going mm-hmm. along with that, just to kind of give people peace, if they're like, me and my husband or me and my spouse or, you know, we disagree all the time, or not all the time, yeah. but just sometimes. Um, there's a really good article I was reading by Ruth Graham, Billy Graham's wife, and mm-hmm. she was saying when a husband and wife agree, they only agree all the time, one of them begins to get unnecessary because there's something so beautiful about two people having different opinions because that's what makes each that makes us sharpen each other and so mm. just to kind of infuse some peace in there we like just really value just having different opinions and just um learning together and growing and and then mm. i was even thinking this morning um just some of the the challenges and just reflecting over the, this last year and actually i have like a really awesome moment with a mentor just a year or so ago her and i were talking and what's again cool about sammy and i is that we get to work together and then sometimes we have different lanes that we get to go down and just the nature of circuit riders we work on just different projects with churches and have a bunch of meetings and sammy um was having a bunch of meetings with just this uh, big event he was doing and a mentor was asking me and she said Chandler are you uh, are, are you going to be with Sammy in some of those meetings and me being just like super sassy and me trying to like you know be strong this independent woman I'm like I don't know you maybe sassy that's, girl like, you know okay. sassy <laughs> here and there you know here here it goes I was like this is genuinely what I said I was like you know maybe I just don't really want to live in Sammy's shadow And she stopped me and she just looked at me and I like didn't even say it without like a, you know, hesitation, just what kind of came out of my mouth. And she just said, you know, Chandler, what makes you feel like, you know, would you would be in Sammy's shadow? And I just said, well, you know, this is kind of his thing he's leading. I don't really need to be a part of it. If I win, I wouldn't really have anything to add or do to put value in. I don't really know exactly what it's about. And so she just said, hey, let me stop you right there. She's like actually as a wife you have a really really cool role um to your husband as a wife Mm. in the bible it talks about what it means to be a helper and that you actually complete sammy you're a helper and a completer and she said when sammy goes into a meeting it's like he represents himself so wonderfully and he's a very strong leader and she goes but it's different when you come in there's completion there there's teamwork there it's two becoming one and she goes and as a woman you are never meant to be in the shadow that's just a lie from the enemy it's you as a woman you bring life into situations you bring joy and you bring peace you bring there's so much value a woman when a husband and a wife do work together and so i think that the challenge in the beginning for me as a woman there's such a um even just in our today's culture it talks about a lot of just like the feminist movement how there's such a push and being like again strong miss independent woman I don't need a man, you know, females are only the future. But in reality, it's so beautiful when both man and women get to work together. Mm, I love that. I love that. Wow, that's such a cool story and explanation of complimenting each other and empowering each other. And on both both sides of it, you're growing through that experience and you're empowering Sammy to to step into it further and grow through that too. I, I love that. Wow, how cool. You guys are, you really are the power team. Okay, Sammy, I have a specific question for you. So you said you got married when you were 28. Um, I want to know, like, all of those years, um, your early 20s, what did it look like you, like, how did, for you, how did you, like, prepare yourself for, for, for Chandler? And, like, what did you do in your singleness that, like, if you can kind of nail down a couple things or one big thing that really helped prepare you for like the seat you sit in now. No, it's good. I think, uh, a few, I, I think a few things, one thing I, I just remember, uh, years ago, uh, just talking to a good friend of mine and he, he told me this, he just, you know, I, I love my friends are straight shooters, you know, they don't beat around the bush. So mm-hmm. he just said, mm-hmm. and this goes for guys and girls. He goes as, as a guy, um, in the end of the day, I'm going to have a bunch of bros and one lady who's going to be my friend so and, good. uh, vice versa for a lady for Chandler, right? She's going to have a bunch mm-hmm. of lady friends and one guy who's going to be your friend. And that's going to be me. And then my one lady friend's going to be Chandler. And so I think a lot of times in our singleness, we, uh, spend too much time building 
uh, deep friendships with the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. And here, yeah. here so by good. this is that what happens is when you get married, there are going to be boundaries to set up. So while you're single, might as well live as if you're going to be married and create those healthy boundaries so that you don't have to have unhealthy friendships. Because if you look at just even statistically of divorce and all these things, it's the same in the church as in the world. And mm-hmm. so there has got to be something that we're letting in. And so I think if you are above reproach and you really are um, wanting to go the distance, for me, it was about I want to I want to establish my deep uh, guy friendships. I want to build my bros around me strong. Doesn't mean that I'm not friends with ladies, but I'm making sure it's healthy. I'm making sure I'm not hanging out one on one. So that's something I told Chandler mm-hmm. is that when I talked to her, got her number, I said, you got to know about me. I don't hang out with girls one on one. Like, that's not me. I don't do that. And I'm being, and Amen. Like, oh, like, no, I'm serious, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then I think ultimately under the reason you do that underneath all that is uh, you just run after Jesus. Like, yeah, I think sometimes on. singleness could be uh, associated with, uh, with loneliness but really, mm-hmm. singleness is such an opportunity to find Jesus mm-hmm. and to be uh, fulfilled. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, my united lady. Be quiet. That's amazing. Chandler, I would love to know for you, too. Like, what is something that you felt like you did um, in your singleness to prepare for you? you for marriage you know i was listening to a pastor and he said this line that really struck me he talked about don't focus on looking for the one focus on becoming the one and so Mm -hmm. i think as girls often our motivation and almost everything we do like you know if you're single and you're like going out you try to like look really good because you're like oh my gosh i might you know find my spouse tonight i might find my husband or you know there's Mm -hmm. dating apps and all kinds of things that girls are constantly like searching for the one where is the one but really to prepare rather than looking for the one just like work on becoming the one and how do you do that and i think it's similar to what sammy said and i would say the first thing is just seeking and knowing who god is is the biggest thing. It sounds cliche, but when you're married, you have so much time that um, you are pouring into your husband and getting to focus and love on your husband. But as a single woman, you have this unique opportunity that all, like a lot of your time, you get to be just you and the Lord and totally devote your time just to God. And I would say just continue to get to know God because when you do that, you get to learn about who God's created you to be. And so as you get to know God, you get to know yourself and your giftings and your wirings and your passions and desires. And so all of a sudden, when your husband does come along, you're set, you're ready. You're like, okay, I know who God is and I know the call of God over my life and where we're going. And so, yeah, I would say, I would say just stop searching and being obsessed, looking for that one person and just know who you are. Yeah. And then I think also ladies don't settle for boys and don't even, don't even like, uh, don't even try and pursue someone that's not running harder after Jesus than you are. Yes. And I yes. would just say, like, know that, because I had two older sisters growing up, so that was the whole thing of, like, any guy that would come around, I'd be like, nah, nah, nah. But when oh, the right gosh. guys come along, it just shows it. So I just would say, like, it's true. Don't be, like, we worry about so much because there's a fear that God's not going to bring the best, but he yeah. always does. So. I love that. I think that's so important. And I know I've talked to so many girls who um, are really starting to live into that idea of, okay, how do I use my singleness? How do I use this time to like really dive into ministry and the things that God is calling me to? And um, Sammy, I'd love to ask you, you know, we also, we love the idea of marriage and doing ministry together, but we also don't want to only glorify the idea of doing ministry when you're married. Like, we really want to empower. Yeah, we want to empower. Honestly, most of the women listening probably are not married because they're either in college or recently graduated or in high school even. And so how do you think, like, we can be, um, like, what is some of the, like, beauty of doing ministry in your singleness that, like, maybe you've even started to realize more now during your time of marriage? And how can you, like, really empower those women who are single? Okay. Well, I think what's amazing about doing ministry while you're single is, for me personally, I had 10 years of doing ministry before doing it with Chandler. And I think a lot of times what you need to realize is that 
um, there are cultures, especially in your 20s and the early teens, that you want to set up that's going to really go the distance for the long haul. And so for me, and even in Circuit Riders and our campaign, Carried Love, we have about 300 young people. A majority of them are single, but what they're doing is they're establishing the culture of the just roots and values of what they want to live. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we think of, okay, I want, I want to establish my culture married, but yes, you want to do that. But before you do that, you want to establish your culture single so that that carries into your marriage. And so I just would encourage people, one, don't worry about it, but worry about the cultures you want to establish and carry. And then look for those same cultures that Jesus spoke to you about. And I think that you're going to be in the best place ever. Before I go, my wife is the most beautiful woman on the planet. Oh, my and goodness. And the most amazing person. And uh, <laughs> I think you guys are awesome. But I got to go. Oh. Jump on the plane. We love you, Sammy. So, All right. Have a safe flight. <laughs> Thanks, Sammy. Okay, you guys, have you checked out ForTheGirl.com? We have the cutest merch, amazing books and resources. That's also where you can find the tent and so much more. Also, while you're at it, follow us at ForTheGirl on Instagram. We have so many exciting things coming this year. Welcome to the For The Girl fam. Chandler, I would love to know what were, for the girl who's really tempted to settle down right now too, what would you say to her? Like what should she be doing in her singleness right now or embrace of her singleness that will help her for her future? Yes, yes. The first thing I would say is don't settle. Don't do it. Yeah. I, uh, you know what? It's such a temptation to settle, especially when you have a longing in your heart to be married. It's so easy to look past so many things like, oh, maybe. And uh, honestly, I dated a guy for off and on for about five, six years. And when I look back at hindsight now, I can see so many times that the Lord was asking me to lay it down, but I had that desire in my heart to be married. I just never knew when. And, um, you know what? Don't settle because I now, you know, fast forward, I'm 28. I'm about to be 28. And I literally pressed in just for God's highest and just, you know, when it was hard letting things go and just following after the Lord. And the Lord has brought me the most greatest man ever, honestly. And uh, what I always say about Sammy, it's that he's not just what I wanted, but he's what I needed. And for all you ladies listening to this, listen, you want a man who is going to champion the call of God over your life. And if there is any way that they're settling and um, there's not a, maybe he loves God, but Um, you just feel like it's not right, then I would just say really press in and ask for God's highest. And I would even say this too, just because he's an awesome guy does not mean he's your your husband. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's, there's always so much pressure and I don't know if you guys have ever felt this, but on like older women would try to set me up with this guy or you know, my friends would be like, what's wrong? He's so cool. But just because he's an awesome guy doesn't mean he has to be your husband. Yeah, that's really good. And such a good reminder. I think that like, I don't know, even me being a little bit older, you know, I'm 26 now and there are moments where I go like, oh, is my time like, is my clock ticking? Like, do I need to just pick somebody and like go with it? And so I think that's Mm -hmm. such a good reminder just to like keep trusting God and believing that like God really does want want what's best for you and um knowing that like you rest in that so I love that um Chandler I'd love to know too because I know we we jumped in pretty quickly to all of this but I'd love to know um you know what does like ministry for you guys like really look like like just practically like even like, you know, what are, what are some of like your strengths for Sammy's strengths? And like, how do you guys, like we talked about this, like, how do we, how do you guys even like compliment each other? How do you guys like strengthen each other? Um, I'm just so curious about all of that, honestly. I love it. I love it. Such a great question. So practically, Sammy and I are leaders or some of the leaders that help with Circuit Riders. And Circuit Riders is a nonprofit ministry that puts on events on university campuses. And so we have a campaign called Carry the Love, and it's to inspire a generation that looks like Jesus. And so Sammy 
and I, for the past three years being married and then dating in there, we have gotten to tour around the country. And then we went to England and Scotland and Ireland and um, have gotten just to reach young people on college campuses to see salvations and um, people come to know just the calling God over their lives. And so Sammy and I together, we really are kind of um, not, we're not pastors necessarily, but we have a pastoral role over um, mm -hmm. different leaders and circuit riders. And so we have a lot of one-on-ones. Sammy and I both really love people and are just really dedicated to serving people just to rise up and um, walk into what God's asking them to walk in. And so um, I would say that's something that we just like similar. We love people. We want to champion people. We want to see people go to the next level. We want our ceilings to be everyone else's floors. And so that's a big part of our kind of our heart together is even we love having people over at our house. Um, this is kind of a, a side thing that's really fun is that Sammy and I, we have, we live in a house. It's like Circuit Riders flagship house. It's called the Evangeline. And it's this uh, three, three story giant house. And there's like 20 bedrooms in there. But Sammy and I are house mom and dad to this house. <laughs> so we have like... Wow you know, 20 kids already. <laughs> Just, I love that's that. amazing. They're, they're all our staff and they're absolutely amazing. And so that's something Sammy and I, we get to do together is we get to lead our house and just get to have people over and get to host. And we just are learning to make it a priority to always have people around our table. And then, um, and then just practically different, Sammy, he works in a few different spheres with circuit riders. He's right now he's helping. Um, there's a big stadium event called One Day LA. It's in LA this summer. And he he helps run their mobilization team. And then I help with just different um, uh, gatherings with women. And also side fun fact we can talk about later, but helping start a clothing line on the side for women. Yes, and, I saw which that. Is, it looks which so is so cute. fun. So all that to say, it's like, you know, we have our kind of different lanes, but we get to do it together at the same time. And, um, you know, with Sammy and I, and our, our giftings are really similar as in we're very people oriented, but let me tell you about my husband real quick. <laughs> Yeah, he, this, is, this is the real girl talk Sammy I have never met like anyone more fearless than my husband honestly he is like the protector of protectors and like anything he's not afraid to speak up and honestly he has really put a lot of courage inside of me um just as we've been married and just the confidence he's kind of like helps kind of draw out of me more and more and he's such a great leader and so I would say just like complimenting each other I would say that within Sammy if, if you guys listening if uh you're into Enneagram at all Sammy is an eight <laughs> And uh, I, I'm a two, so on the other side, which is really fun, <laughs> I'm a two, which just means like I'm, I'm a helper. I love to help people and just, yeah. you know, champion. And I would say um, I really just kind of like soften Sammy in certain ways. Like he already is inside. He is like the kindest, like softest, most gentle guy ever. But I am like the the like really sensitive, you know, I'm way more sensitive. So I'm like, maybe let's not say it like that. Maybe it's more like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, again, yeah. just communication. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool though. I love how you guys compliment each other. That's like such a beautiful thing. Like him instilling courage in you. Like how cool like and honestly that's something that's so tangible for so many you know so for so many of us young women like you we should look for somebody who's gonna like instill like a god character in yeah, us good. and like that's just such a tangible real thing that that everybody can have if they if they wait and they're patient they don't settle and they um, have high expectations of what God can do. I, it's just like your guys' marriage is such like, wow, so cool. Everybody's like leveling up now their expectations, I think, of what they can have in a spouse, which is so good. Wait, I want to know. This is just another little insider scoop question. I want to know how you guys, you guys live in a house with 20 people. That's nuts. Um, how do you guys like make time for just you guys, just you two? And how do you like sort of separate it kind of in, within the same question? How do you guys separate like ministry and not getting like 
too like overwhelmed in that with just like your guys's relationship and all of those things? Oh, that's such a great question because it is so easy, especially when you're working with your spouse and you do minister your spouse, it's easy to only focus on that. And then all of your like behind the scene conversations are just about ministry. And so what Sammy and I have really tried to instill just from the beginning of our marriage is we love dating. That's something that we do really well at Mm -hmm. is we love going on dates and finding like the best restaurants and, you know, just getting away for a few days and really just investing in each other. We love taking vacations. And even in the midst of tour, I'll say this, in the midst of tour last year, um, the Lord really taught something really special to Sammy and I. We were really busy with tour season. You know, you're just kind of bouncing to one university to the next and it's kind of nonstop and and in the middle of it we kind of looked at each other and we realized there's such a sacred and holiness of marriage and I mean just the like it's the thing that really represents Christ and the church is our marriages and so what can we do to protect our marriage even in the midst of doing really awesome things. And so yeah. Sammy and I were just all of a sudden realized we hadn't really gotten to connect. And so we decided, we were like, you know what, our teams, they've got this, you know, we have amazing leaders. And so in the middle of it, we decided to take just a couple of days and go in a cabin in the mountains and turn our phones off and just be with each other. That's <laughs> and so, so and just prioritize each other, oh, yeah. so, which is so sweet. And then even I would say even having that same habit in the midst of community living, because with circuit riders, all of our natures, we have a bunch of community houses. And so our married couples, they lead a bunch of houses of different students, and then there's different staff. And so um, Sammy and I, one, I would say practically, we have are really blessed to have a really nice big bedroom. And so in Mm. our bedroom, there's like a, like a, you know, a nice like sitting area and tea and just like a little station there that we can both come in and feel like, okay, we can lower our shoulders in here. And then at the same time though, uh, something really unique that the Lord has taught me about community living is within discipleship is that a lot of times when we think about discipleship, it is a coffee moment and it's a one-on-one when I'm on, right? It's like, I choose to be there. I am on, I'm giving you my time. And then, but the Lord really switched my, just my thought process of what it means to disciple people and just different women, because all of a sudden now I'm living and it's not that they see me when I'm necessarily on, they get to see me in my every day. And so Mm, so it's like, yeah, it, it really is. So what does it look like for a woman to see me when I have no makeup on, my hair's up, and I probably haven't showered in two days, <laughs> and I'm like yes. running everywhere. And and then on the other side of it, too, it's like, um, and I can tell you the story later, too, but one of my favorite stories with uh, one of our young guys we have live with us, he was opening up, and he was just sharing, like, he has never seen like a godly marriage, like, or he's never lived in a godly like household. And so he was saying, even as Sammy and I were young, you know, we don't really know what we're doing. You know, we disagree, like we said earlier, back and forth, you know, sometimes (laughs) try to take it to our room, but sometimes it doesn't make it to our room. Uh, But he was just saying, like, how cool it is to see both of us disagree with each other, but still honor each other at the same time. And so, yeah, yeah, that's kind of a long answer. But just it really is so cool to live in the midst of community. And then, yeah, but get to take time for each other. And we're still figuring it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So cool. I love that. I think that is so cool because I think that is, to me, the beauty of a marriage centered on Jesus, that even in its simplest moments, it still does ministry. Mm -hmm. And I think like that is the thing that I hope that so many women will like be excited for and expectant for and like not settle for anything less. And so I think as we close out, I'd love just to kind of like, if you could just share maybe a testimony of you and Sammy's marriage, just maybe like a moment where 
God showed up and just that like, you were like, oh my gosh, this was so worth it. I'm so thankful that I like waited and didn't settle for anything less than this. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, The first thing that comes to my mind is uh, just, again, how special doing ministry is together. And Sammy and I, what I love is we get the opportunity to both teach together. And um, we go to kind of different countries around the world. And um, we were in Nepal and there's um, a missionary base out in Nepal. And I remember it was our first time actually to teach together. And the both of us, we were teaching on fear and we were teaching on just what it means to hear God's voice. And um, after we got done, uh, a couple students came up to us and they just opened up and they had never seen a man and a woman, a married couple, um, really get to teach and lead out together. They now have never seen that example. And I think that it's easy to lose sight of kind of that reality because in so many different countries around the world, women, and even I would say in America still as well, women are not champion to lead out. We say with brave love, we kind of sink two swings. We see one swing, um, you know, we see women really rising up out of the feminist movement, but it's more out of just like hurt and anger. And it can send a message that uh, you know, we don't need men, but on the other swing, we still, even in the church or even, you know, in today's society that it's almost like women, okay, you just like keep it, you know, baking your cookies and, you know, look cute, even though I like baking cookies and I like looking cute, (laughs) but also I, you know, we have to call God over our life and what it means to be a leader and to lead out and that we're made in the image of Jesus. And so, um, to, to really be able as a woman to be able to lead aside with my husband and then pe- then people get to see both of us champion each other. I think it's, um, yeah, I think it really is such an honor and example of Christ in the church. And I really believe it's what God's doing across the earth. And so, yeah. So good. I love that. You guys are reaching so many people. I can't imagine, honestly, just like how many people have come to know the Lord because of you guys individually, Mm. but because of you guys together. Um, It it really is such a testament and honestly, hopefully just such a inspiration for so many women out there and even ourselves. Yeah, I was sitting here thinking, (laughs) I'm so like encouraged and inspired too, like just from y'all's story and and everything. It's really cool. Yeah, and and, you know, I do want to say like, you don't have to, to do minute like as a career you don't have to do ministry to do ministry and if you're like even speaking to somebody who's like doesn't do ministry and just has a has a regular job in you know like the secular world like that as a couple like you still can exemplify Jesus in your everyday um you can still do that at work you can still do that outside of work in just the fun moments together in your church community with your family like I'm sure there's so many opportunities if you just like take this new lens of ministry as a couple and put it into your relationship no matter like what it looks like I think you'll find opportunity to get to step into ministry as a couple and how cool like how cool to get to do that together just because it just triple doubles your impact really so it is so true I told I I love that Kenzie that is so true and even I think it's Mother Teresa that said if you want to change the world start in your home and so so for the doctors and the finance people and marketing. I just so believe exactly what Kenzie said. It's not just about doing vocational ministry together. It's just the lifestyle of Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So powerful. Okay, wait, Chandler, before we go, I want um, everybody a part of delight and for the girl to know about Brave Love. Could you like tell them a little bit about it? Um, What we could be looking forward to, maybe what you guys are doing, how we can be involved? Yes, absolutely. 
Um, thank you for asking. Uh, first, I want to say we absolutely love Delight. We love all uh. of you girls. We have the opportunity again with uh, Circuit Riders. Our first day, we have Carry the Love, which is an evangelistic gathering, both men and women. And then with Brave Love on the second days, what we do is that we get to gather all the women on the universities. And so we've had the privilege to partner with Delight Ministries and get to meet some of you and absolutely love you guys in your heart. And so with Brave Love, our heart really is missional mindset. We believe that women have this unique ability to bear life in all things. So that means we really talk about the the life of Deborah in the Old Testament is what we focus on. And it's Deborah. She was the first woman to be a judge in Israel. And so um, there was a just kind of a little side story is there was a bunch of oppression in Israel. And then there's one line that says, um, Israel and life had ceased. Life was dead in Israel until I, Deborah, I arose as a mother to my nation. And so we see that and we're like, wow, women have this unique opportunity to be a mother. And so um, it doesn't talk about her having biological children, but it talks about that um, she literally talked about the heart posture of her mothering over an entire nation. So we believe that women have these like easily affected, beautiful hearts that are, are meant to bring change all across the world. And so we go on college campuses and we just believe that where they are, that they are meant to bring change and their catalysts in our generation. So good. Do you guys have your schedule out for your like tour coming up this year? Yes. Yes, we do. We literally are all over. It's on our website, crmovement.com. Okay, perfect. perfect. We will look for it there. And yeah, everybody can just go to a Brave Love event the day before or the day after. Um, it's the day after. So day one is carry the love, both men and women. And the second day, I'm pretty sure it's 6 p.m. on the second days are we're gathering all the women for brave love. Okay, perfect. Okay, so, so cool. everybody listening has to go on your website, see where Circuit Riders is going, and hopefully they're going to your university and can be involved. Yes, we love that. Yay. Okay. Well, Chandler, you are the best. Sammy, no, you're not here, but you're the best. <laughs> He's too. up in the air somewhere. Yes. <laughs> um, thank you guys thank so you. much for just sharing your story. Yes. Thank so you so good. much for having us. It's been such a privilege. Again, Sammy and I both love Delight Ministries. We love both of you, Kins and Mac. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs>